Good morning. It's a Tuesday. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, 1450 on the AM dial, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Com. And uh, joining me today in studio, a, I won't say the the three-letter word, I'll say my longtime friend, uh, Clark Dumont here. And, and Clark, uh, welcome to WKXL. You know, any day that I could be with Ken Kale is a great day. <laughs> well, thank you. And I feel the same way about you. And you have been in this building before. It was, uh, you know, uh, many years ago, but you have... Uh, Grace this building in the past. Well, uh, so I started off my uh, career uh, in broadcast journalism, and uh, so I am a recovering journalist. And uh, I started in <laughs> you'll never recover in Keene, yeah, <laughs> Keene. And uh, we we would uh, we had a network in the morning. I would do morning news, and yeah. we would talk to other. Um, Radio anchors in the morning. What do you got going over in Manchester? What you got going in Concord? What you got going in Claremont? And mm-hmm. we'd swap stories. And the station you worked for in Keene at the time was uh, co-owned along with KXL. That's right. So it was Jack Close and Hal Close uh, owned WKE in Keene, and so there was a, always a very tight relationship uh, between WKE and, and WKXL. Uh, Jackie Judd, uh, who went on to greater things with National Public Radio and then ABC News, came through the doors of uh, WKXL, uh, among others. Yeah, a lot of uh, great journalists, and uh, this this station has a, a lot of history. I, I, I'm feeling it right now. You, you can feel who's, it. Who's you, that looking yeah, over my shoulder? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's Jim Rivers. No. <laughs> it's Jim Janot. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of greats have, have, have worked here for sure, and uh, and we're going to talk more about it. Actually, tomorrow, Jim Rivers is coming. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, Clark That's Dumont sweet. is here. I, I got to know Clark uh, when we both worked at WGIR uh, in Manchester many moons ago, and then Clark was uh, reminiscing before we got on the air that your first weekend uh, coincided with the opening of the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. That's right. I started on Thanksgiving weekend, 1977, and uh, I was popped right into uh, – and I, I was a Manchester kid, Bedford kid, uh, proud graduate of the Bedford Mothers Club Nursery and Kindergarten, and uh, <laughs> popped into, you know, from Keene into Manchester. And it was the opening weekend of the Mall of New Hampshire, and traffic along South Willow Street was backed up uh, about uh, – about 100 yards. And uh, so I got to report on that and the opening and all the festivities. It was a lot of fun. I, I remember. And we got to meet and get to work with you. Oh, well, what a thrill. And <laughs> and uh, I remember the, the first purchase I ever made at the Mall of New Hampshire. Leachmere was one of the, the anchor stores. You know, it was based in, in Cambridge, Mass. was there many years. And, and then, uh, you know, spurred into Manchester at the opening of the Mall of New Hampshire. And everything, because they were on 88 First Street in Cambridge, Everything they sold. I bought a TV in there. It was like $189.88, let's say, you know. And uh, But that was the first purchase I ever made at the at the Mall of New Hampshire. I, I made a few cents, but uh, that I'll always remember uh, the first one. So GIR, and then you went on to work uh, many years at uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. 
I was with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of New Hampshire, uh, and I was uh, actually I succeeded Fred Coker. Uh, we still uh, see Fred on television. Yeah, we, yeah. we do. Fred yeah. uh, Fred was director of uh, public affairs, uh, and uh, he uh, uh, called me. Uh, it was around uh, Christmas of uh, 1977. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, of uh, 81. Okay. Uh, actually, Christmas 1980, and um, he was leaving to uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield to uh, go to Warren Rudman's staff. Well, there you he go. Said, Would you be interested in coming over here? I said, well, let's do it. And so uh, that was a 24-year um, time with uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and we brought Blue Cross Blue Shield New Hampshire into Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and and uh, so it was a it was great, great, so, great service, great organization, great company. And uh, I'm sure at some point you you never thought you would leave Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Hampshire. It was very good to me, yeah. very good to our family. Yeah, you know, I, I it was challenging, great opportunities. But every night I was able to roll up in the same driveway, which was great. So we were able to raise our two sons in New Hampshire and not move them around as a lot of other people have to do. And you did. You did make a big move to I see Las where you're Vegas. Going with I see yeah. where you're going yeah. with this. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with this. I'm following the, yeah. the, the progression. So, so how, did, how did that uh, come about? You know, I, can I, um, I wasn't looking to leave, um, but I was looking for new opportunities. And... I had done graduate school at Syracuse University at Newhouse, and I got to meet the chairman of Hill and Knowlton, which was a big international public relations firm. And we hit it off, and it was we hit it off because of Warren Rudman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew Ro- Warren Rudman, I knew, you know, and so we yeah. just kind of hit it off, and I guess had a bond. And uh, they were Hill and Knowlton was helping uh, the startup academic nonprofit cancer research institute. And he didn't tell me where it was. And he said, I know that you're not looking for a job, and we're not an executive recruiter, but we got this client, and they're looking for you. I said, well, that's interesting. Let's talk. And then I found out it was in Las Vegas. And so it was a great opportunity. Um, um, Mission-driven, Nevada. The the question was before uh, Nevada Cancer Institute came along, where did you go for quality health care in Nevada? And by the way, it's Nevada. Yes, Nevada. Nevada. Yes, Nevada. Yes. I, and I wanted to hear how you said Nevada. I mean, yeah, Nevada. Nevada. Yes, Nevada. Uh, not so, the other one. It, no, not the yeah. other one. Um, it, it, and so the question was, where did you go for quality health care in, in Nevada? And the answer was the airport. Okay. <laughs> because you either had to go to California, mm. or you had to go to MD Anderson in Texas, or you had to go to Huntsman um, up in Salt Lake. And uh, so we opened that up. Nevada Cancer, it was, uh, we had MDs, MD, PhDs, you know, I mean, recruited them from around the country. Uh, we were outpatient um, care for, for, obviously, cancer research and oncology. We did, uh, within the first two months of opening, first ever clinical trial in the state of Nevada. Never been done before. Mm. Wow. And so it really was a pivot point um, in terms of helping that young and yet very fast-growing state to get the quality of care that we have here. And um, so we, um, we did that and uh, got it up and going. And, um, and now Las Vegas has a medical school, which it didn't have before. Oh. The medical school, there was one medical school, and it was in Reno at uh, UNR, University of Nevada, Reno. And uh, so now 
now UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, as a medical school. And, that is and, something. Yeah. And Nevada is growing its own its own doctors and not having to import them. Wow, that, that is terrific. Yeah. That is terrific. It's and good. then your career took a, another turn. I took another turn. Yeah. Uh, out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. um, this company, BA Systems, came knocking on my door and said, um, uh, we'd like you to come with us. And I said, well, I'm, I know the company. I respect it well. I knew it was Sanders and then Sanders yeah. Lockheed. And, right. And and I grew up in Milford, and so I, you know, Nashua, where where Sanders was was so I and I had friends whose parents worked for Sanders, and I said, well, that's interesting, and let's talk about it. And I said, you know, I don't have military experience, um, and they said that no, no, that's okay. We got plenty of people who have that. You, what we need is that, and this was 2007. Um, we need to change uh, our operating culture to become more agile, flexible, mm-hmm. adaptable, um, market driven. Um, this was obviously in the war on terror uh, era following 9-11. Uh, and so they were looking to adapt how they did things to become more commercial-like and yet still supporting, obviously, mission number one, uh, those who go in harm's way. And uh, so I said, okay, let's do that. And so I came back uh, to New England and uh, lived in Manchester and worked in Nashua off of Spitbrook uh, Road. And, um, and then we moved the operating headquarters for the uh, for that operating group, which is the electronics group, to be nearer the customer, so Arlington, Virginia, and lived in Arlington, Virginia uh, for a while and uh, headed up communications for uh, uh, the electronics operating group for BAE. And it was, I mean, just a great opportunity. And then? And then <laughs> I, see, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> And then a, a, a three-letter word company uh, back in Las Vegas, uh, which I had stayed in touch with because the founders of the Nevada Cancer Institute, uh, they were involved with MGM Resorts International. I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. At that point, they were MGM Mirage. Uh, and so the uh, chairman um, had, a, as he called it, a battlefield promotion. The prior chairman, it was an executive chairman, um, retired abruptly in – uh, November of 2008, and uh, Jim Mern got promoted into that position. And he said, would you come work with me and uh, help to me to uni- integrate the culture of this organization? So I went to MGM Resorts International back to Las Vegas. Wow. What what a career. What a varied career uh, uh, I, you I, have I'm had. I'm just stopping through this morning, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of openings here at WKXL. Uh, Clark Dumont is with us, and uh, a delightful guest on this dreary Tuesday morning. We'll talk uh, more about uh, how uh, Vegas... Uh, has uh, really come to the aid of those folks who are suffering now in Hawaii. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more, even the Vegas sports stuff that is uh, going on, which is plentiful uh, right now and is uh, going to get even more so. We will take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, streaming around the world and around the clock, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live on this Tuesday. Clark Dumont is in the house, and this guy just can't keep a job, folks. I mean, <laughs> I made him an offer he couldn't refuse here at WKXL. <laughs> but you have been all over the place, and you've done some some terrific work over the years. I know you were very. 
uh, instrumental in the, the rebound, the renewal of Las Vegas after that uh, tragic mass mm-hmm. shooting back in, what, 2017 now? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, almost six years ago, I think it was October 1st, yeah. and uh, when what, 60 yeah. people were, were shot yeah. to death in, in Las Vegas at yeah. Mandalay Bay, and and you were certainly uh, integral in the uh, in the recovery uh, period. How how uh, you know has 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 it completely come back? I mean, after that, I mean, it's been almost six years. I know the recovery process was was a long one. I, well, I think you know I I just played a small role in it. I mean, it really was community and it was the systems that you have in place. And uh, what we learned was uh, it's not if it's when. Bad things are going to happen, and bad things are going to happen. And so, what matters is what have you done before those bad things happen is going to uh, is going to drive the trajectory of what you do working through the fog and the chaos uh, as you're working through a situation like that. And uh, and and I, I think what we learned a lot about was post traumatic stress. It's not a disorder. Uh, it is right. It's a post traumatic stress, mm-hmm. and anything can trigger it. And coming up on you know the um, the mile marker of of the event can can trigger it for people or mm-hmm. other things, and um, I think what we also learned was about resilience, community resilience, and uh, there was uh, this aha that uh, Las Vegas was more than just you know the four and a quarter mile stretch of the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, that there is a deep community, um, and there's a large faith-based community and a large um, uh, organization, uh, nonprofit, NGO uh, community. Um, and and what matters when you're faced in situations like this is not dropping back, but going forward. Uh, and uh, Kirk Corin was really credited of, as being the one of the catalysts of changing the trajectory of Las Vegas um, from the mob uh, to being more business-like as it is today. And Kirk was a great American. Um, And he he would say, uh, I look forward 85% of the time, and I look back at what's happened 15% of the time, not to, you know, ask what – you know, what went wrong, but to understand what happened and then what can we do to make it better going forward. Mm-hmm. And so that's about, that's what resiliency is. Uh, resiliency is taking things in, understanding them, and then moving forward. And uh, I think that what we found it was through this in Las Vegas that um, those things that try you, uh, that stretch you, can actually make you better. Mm-hmm. And we say prayers for the people that we lost that day. Uh, it was across the street from Mandalay Bay uh, in a performance, uh, outdoor performing uh, yard. Um, and and a lot of lessons learned there about helping people to, to grieve and mourn and, yeah. and move through. No question. Yep. And uh, that continues uh, right now on the island of Maui and uh, in Hawaii in general. And in an email you, you sent me recently, you said, uh, Las Vegas is Hawaii's ninth island. So uh, I, I had never heard that term before. So Las Vegas is a hugely diverse population. Um, as a matter of fact, it's been, it's been said that it is the composition of the population of what the United States will be in 2030. Um, so um, large Asian 
American Pacific Islander population thriving um, and um, a very good friend of ours in the community that we live in um, is Hawaiian and her husband, uh, her son is a police officer on the main island uh, and she has a family and everybody's connected there. And so I've received a, <clears throat> I'm a board member emeritus, um, non-active board member, but still connected with the Red Cross of uh, Nevada. And I received a note on Friday from um, a senior executive at Boyd Gaming uh, that they were going to be contributing, donating $100,000 to the relief and recovery efforts in Maui. Uh, and then the head of Clark County Fire and Rescue, uh, John Steinbeck, great guy, uh, not the writer. No, not uh, the writer. Yeah, but uh, great. And he said, yeah, and we're going to be sending 50 um, – personnel from Clark County Fire and Rescue uh-huh. over FEMA. FEMA mm-hmm. is paying for it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, over to to help as well. And now, you know, other thing. I mean, I got a message yesterday from a friend who's a communications director for a large health system in the Valley, and they were asking to be connected with the Red Cross so that they could start standing up uh, uh, their own employees to donate uh, on the relief efforts. So there's, I mean, again, it, it, it ties in with community. Yeah. Uh, which New Hampshire has. I mean, you know, that's, it's, New Hampshire and Nevada are really kind of alike in in many ways. Um, and uh, in terms of philosophies and low-tax states, um, tremendous growth. Um, in uh, In Nevada, there are 115 people moving in a day. Uh, and, and particularly to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and a lot of that is coming from West California, um, and uh, the population is about 2.2 million, and projected uh, to be 3 million uh, by 2050. Um, and so there's, you know, and, and, and with that, just and we can talk about it more as you'd like about diversification of of the economy. So it's a relatively low tax state. Is there a state income tax? No income tax. No state income tax. There is a sales tax. Mm -hmm. Um, The property tax is pegged to 1% of the purchase price of the property uh, until you sell it again. Um, So it's 1%. Um, Mm. You know, obviously what helps is that four and a quarter mile stretch of uh, what was originally I-15 and now is known as the Las Vegas Strip. and uh, that is, you know, amongst the world's highest producing revenue, um, you know, in, in a four and a quarter mile stretch that you're going to find. Uh, and, and, the, and it's called the fun economy is growing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As global wealth grows and people become more middle class and they have more discretionary income. And, you know, what do they do? They're spending it on fun things. Yeah. And sure. And, you know, I hear that Las Vegas has fun things. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. <laughs> You'll I, I have to check that. it out sometime. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> and getting more fun all the time. In that four-and-a-half-mile stretch uh, on the Strip, any idea how many jobs uh, along oh that four-and-a-half-mile Strip? I mean, it just just would be well, it, it's, uh, so here's just an incredible <clears throat> amount. Well, along those lines. So actually – that four and a quarter mile stretch is not the city of Las Vegas. It's not. It's not. It, it's Clark County. And and Clark and, Clark was Clark, the king of well, Clark County at yeah, one time. It's so <laughs> Clark Clark County. And so actually the city of Las Vegas 
uh, for those of your listeners who have been to Las Vegas, starts where the stratosphere is. And north, okay. yeah, and so that is, and so Fremont Street experience. That's actually, uh, that is the city of Las Vegas. That's like downtown. That's downtown Fremont. Yeah, yep, right. Yep. Fremont. Yep. So that was the original. That you know, it's where Circa is now. Golden Nugget is there. Um, California, as a matter of fact, Boyd has the Cal and uh, uh, Boyd Gaming, who's, who donated the the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Hawaiians uh, go to the Cal, uh-huh. um, and yeah. So a little a little factoid for what, you. What, what's the casino with the, uh, the illuminated cowboy on on the side? Oh. I, it, it, I think that's in the downtown. It is in area. Fremont Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I, that's, it, it's very famous, but uh, at any rate, it just just the uh, employment opportunities. I'm I'm certain is part of the reason for the tremendous well, migration hundreds to of thousands. Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MGM Resorts International had um, globally seventy thousand employees. Globally, globally. Yeah, I'm going to check that number. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can hear we, we have to uh, take a break here. Yep. You can hear our our bumper music. <laughs> As a radio veteran, you're familiar with with that. I understand. And, uh, Coming right up after this. Guy. Yes, that, that's right. You, you did that well. You passed the audition. I could do some voice tracks. Uh, there, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Clark Dumont is with us, a familiar voice to many, I'm sure, for his years at WGIR and uh, in particular uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of New Hampshire, where Clark made many statements over the years. And uh, I'm sure you've uh, seen him on uh, on television and Heard him on the on the radio, and he's in studio today, splitting time between uh, the the lake and Lake Winnesquam, right? And yes, and uh, and Nevada. And I almost Nevada. said the other word. Good job. Yeah, we'll take Good a job. break. Kale and Company will. Gold star. Get, what's that? Gold star. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll continue after these words right here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. We are powered by Northeast. Delta Dental. Stay with us. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Delighted to have Clark Dumont in studio, a man of uh, many hats uh, over the years. Uh, but he's not wearing one today. He's just uh, relaxing here in the studio with, with me. And uh, we're talking about all things uh, Vegas and Nevada in, in general. There, there were so many reasons to go there. But uh, we were talking off the air Virtually, Clark, uh, the majority of states in this country now have legalized gaming of one sort or another. I mean, uh, we're talking about here in New Hampshire, we have, I believe the count is up to 14 charitable casinos and uh, maybe more uh, on the way and uh, larger casinos in, in other states. Uh, you know, we have them in Maine. We have them in in Connecticut, uh, in in uh, New England, uh, and uh, New York. They're sprouting up in New York uh, all the time. But Las Vegas continues to do incredible business despite uh, the proliferation of uh, casinos throughout the country. It, it's it's amazing that they that not only have they kept pace. But but they've grown uh, over the years. And I, I have to say, you know, people used to say that baseball was the national pastime. I think I have to say that, that gaming of all sorts is now the national pastime. It has been breathtaking, hasn't it? And it started with the Supreme Court 
uh, five years ago saying that uh, li- they basically lifted the, the, the limit, um, which said that gaming could only be in three states, New Jersey being one and Nevada being mm-hmm. another. Uh, and, of course, you had, you had um, uh, tribal gaming mm-hmm. uh, occurring in yeah. Connecticut and, right. you know, and the like. But it has I, – I, I, it's akin to artificial intelligence. And in the just since the beginning of the year, AI has become what's AI? Well, now I know what AI, yeah. right? And it it's almost it, it parallels um, just this growth uh, in it, um, and 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 it's only been in the last in the last five years. And I think we're you know trying to come to understand it, and 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 you know Nevada. Uh, and University of Nevada, Las Vegas is really a leader. Well, first of all, Nevada is a leader in understanding how to regulate gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they're always looked to because they've been doing it longer than anybody else, sure. and uh, they understand it's about fairness and openness and transparency and and you know ethical behaviors and, and the like. Um, and then the University of Nevada, Las Vegas has the International Gaming Institute (IGI) which is a preeminent uh, leader in the area of, <clears throat> of gaming uh, and the like. Um, but I think, Ken, and we've talked about it, I, I think it's in the day. So if you go just go back 100 years ago in, in Nevada, in Las Vegas, uh, of, of course, you know, Las Vegas was founded by the Mormons. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because uh, it was there was water there, believe it or not. That's the ultimate irony right, right there, folks. They, right, <laughs> right, and and so then <clears throat> it became a train stop, um, you know, on the way from east to west and uh, otherwise. And then because it was there, right, yeah. things started to grow there, right, and so gaming and you know divorce laws were <laughs> right and all of that. Quick and it marriages, was, it was quick divorces. To, yeah, I was you know not far from Los Angeles, actually. You know, so Las Vegas is in the Pacific time zone. It actually should be in the mountain time zone. It should be. Yeah. It should be. But, but it was carved out to be in the Pacific time zone. So it was on the same time zone as Los Angeles. So um, – and so you've got, you know, this – and so you've got this trend. It used to – it was, the, you know, we, we would say at MGM and, and the former chairman and CEO Jim Murren would say that Las Vegas – was a place that gamblers came to vacation. And then 20 or so years ago, it transitioned to be a place where vacationers came and maybe they would gamble. Game. We call it game. We don't gamble. We call it gaming. Right. Right? But but then you saw the evolution and and then then you started having entertainment, right? So the Rat Pack. Right, yep. Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett, right, Jimmy yeah. Davis, and, Peter Lawford, right, yeah. right, <laughs> and then it transitioned that transition to Cirque du Soleil, right, and then that transition to residencies by you know top tier performers, sure. Bruno Mars, yeah. Kelly Clarkson, uh, Lady Gaga, go on, you know, name them, name them, name them, um, and and now uh, and now it's transitioned to and it's the fun economy too. Sports. Oh, absolutely. Look at the success. I know you are out there for the, the start of the Golden Knights. Yep. I think uh, former monarch uh, Colin Miller yep. knocked on your door. Delivered us uh, our uh, season tickets. Uh, one of the original members of yep. the, the Golden Knights was Great Colin guy. Miller, former Manchester monarch. Yep. A terrific guy. And uh, so that's 
that's where the uh, professional sports scene started. And of course, uh, you know, UNLV basketball yeah. has been legendary Tarkanian. for a long time. Jerry Tarkanian with yep. the towel on the sidelines yep. for yep. so many years uh, was like the the uh, you know the the, the poster child for college basketball at one time. Uh, but uh, at any rate, it started with the Golden Knights. Yeah. Now the, the Oakland Raiders moved to, to Vegas, became the Vegas yeah. Raiders. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be quarterback yeah. there this year, we think, if he stays healthy through training camp. And now uh, there is a very strong possibility uh, that Las Vegas will have a Major League Baseball team, the now Oakland A's in the not-too-distant future. It's been an interesting thing to, to, to see. And, and, you know, just go back to October 1, 2017, and that was the first season of the Golden Knights. And how they helped the community to unite and to heal was Mm. Just amazing, yeah. And and they played in a three hundred. They play in a three hundred forty-five million dollar T-Mobile Arena, which MGM um, built all private money, uh, along with uh, AEG, um, and and got that up and built in two years. Um, and then the Golden Knights' first season was was two thousand seventeen, um, and you know we will never ever forget. Um, you know, in the dark days following October one, how they helped to unite the community and 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 pay homage um, and the like. And and then now, you're right. I mean, you know, we, we did have a we did have a, a major league soccer team, the Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a Triple A baseball team, yeah. the Aviators. Uh, which play not far from from where um, we live in Las Vegas, um, and now um, you've got and we've got minor league hockey, yeah. the Silver Knights, uh, and you know potentially the Athletics. Um, they're still that you know still very fluid, um, and the current site for their uh, f- uh, stadium field is what is now the Tropicana, and the Tropicana is on Tropicana and. The Strip, um, and Bally's owns it, um, and it originally they were going to take a site just to the west of the I-15, uh, just across the street from uh, MGM Grand, mm-hmm. uh, but then that changed, and so they're still working through right. all yeah. of it. I mean, it's, but, you know, potential is that, yes. Uh, and then, of course, oh my gosh, can't forget the WNBA Aces. Right, exactly. Right? They, 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 world, they've I mean, had a lot they, of success, yeah. Right, world yeah. champions. Yeah. I mean, talk about, they play at Mandalay Bay, and just great people. And oh my gosh, can the, the president, uh, Sandra uh, Douglas Morgan, who's the uh, CEO of, uh, of the Raiders, is amazing, black woman, um, and, and just incredible. And so, I mean, the Raiders have done a lot. The Knights have done a lot. There's going to be actually a new ongoing conference annually called SCICon, which is the Sports Entertainment Industry Convention. Uh, and it is being co-hosted by Syracuse University and by UNLV. And it's going to be in September uh, every year. And I think they're starting in 2024. So you'll have another reason, you know, to come to Las Vegas. And as the sports industry grows, yeah, um, and we need we need workforce, of course, right? Yeah, uh, and so you're seeing colleges and universities start to introduce sports management programs, and and, the, and I believe there are some here in New Hampshire that that have, have maybe Southern New Hampshire 
Um, I, yeah. I don't want to freewheel on it. But. Yeah, SNHU has quite a, a yeah. sports management program. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the A's a little bit more because I know there's a, a stadium bill in, in the works. And uh, there would be a new, uh, st- another new stadium uh, in Vegas in the not-too-distant future. We'll take a break. Clark Dumont is here. We're talking uh, pretty much all things Vegas on this uh, Tuesday morning. Nothing wrong with that because uh, it's probably the uh, number one tourist attraction uh, in this country. Uh, So uh, if not the world, we'll take a break. Kale & Company will continue right after these words on WKXLNHtalkradio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by and we'll be back with more. Welcome back, Kale and Company live here on a Tuesday. Clark Dumont is in the house. Clark, former radio guy, worked for Blue Cross and Blue Shield in New Hampshire, uh, had a couple of jobs in between, wound up in Vegas twice during his career. <laughs> you you have traveled, but uh, you, you spend part of your time now here in New Hampshire and uh, another part in, in, in Vegas. So how can you beat that? You know, life is great. Yeah, you know, it's a wonderful <laughs> life, Ken. The, I think I've there's a movie about that. I think, I, I, yeah, well, yeah, it's a wonderful I think so. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we're talking about uh, uh, the possibility, and I think it's more the probability of uh, the Oakland A's moving to Vegas sometime uh, in the future. Uh, what is the, uh, the where does the stadium bill stand right now in in Vegas? Yeah, so it's a little drama behind that, um, and uh, not just drama in Oakland, but a little drama in in Las Vegas. And uh, actually, Al uh, Mark Davis uh, contributed a little bit to it because they cohabitated uh, with the A's in Oakland before right. they moved, yep. and he he you know put a little uh, shade uh, on the leadership of. Uh, of the A's, uh, that they're a little hard to work with and not transparent, and that. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's working its way through. They're I think trying to get three hundred and eighty million dollars in taxpayer funds to help support the build, and that's working its way through. I mean, so the politics in in Nevada, uh, I mentioned, it's you know very similar to to New Hampshire. It's it's a purple state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got uh, the assembly and the state senate are uh, Democrat. They're they're blue. Uh, the governor is a really good guy, Joe Lombardo. Um, he was uh, sheriff of Metro uh, Las Vegas Metro Police, um, and uh, he's Republican uh, governor. The con- so similar to this state, huh? A Republican well, yeah, it, governor it, it, and a Democratic uh, congressional delegation. Yeah, yeah and the yeah, Condell yeah, is yeah. so the congressional delegation. Um, is four members, five members, four are uh, Democrats, one Republican, the Republicans in the northern part of the state. And so you have that dynamic going on there too. It's like New York, you know, upstate, downstate. Um, you got, you know, upstate is Reno. Carson City is where the state capital is. Fallon is a naval um, uh, air station, Elko. Here's a, here's a factoid for you. All right. How much of the land of Nevada is controlled by the U.S. government? 85%. 85%. So it, Bureau wow. of Land Management, wow. Department of the Interior, Nellis Air Force Base, Creech 
um, Air Force Base, which is where they fly the drones mm-hmm. out of. Wow. The test site, uh, which is where the that nuclear bomb went on, yeah. right? They were testing it. So the yeah, test site. Yeah, yeah. Then you get this Area 51 thing. You maybe have heard a little bit about I, that. I, I've heard about Area yeah. 51. Yeah. So it, 85% of the land – and then you get Department of Energy – well, Department of Energy is, is the test site in mm-hmm. Yucca Mountain um, where, you know, is the repository for, for nuclear waste. 38, 39 million people visit Las Vegas every year. Actually, that was in 20 – last year, and it was up 20.5% over the year before, which is pandemic year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's a very dynamic – place and yeah, well, people is. coming in coming out here's another factoid for you another factoid okay uh the number of peaks um in in nevada over ten thousand feet uh 35 mm. so 35 peaks and we drive um ann and i drive to california to visit our son who lives outside of sacramento and uh we'll go up uh on the Nevada side, uh, west of Death Valley, and, and up, and it's just an amazing drive. Yeah. Amazing oh yeah. Drive. Yeah. I, I've I've been out there once or twice, and uh, it is amazing. And we haven't even mentioned uh, another great. Uh, I mean, just one uh, an, an amazing achievement uh, of engineering back in the day, uh, Hoover Dam. Oh, I, I mean, it, it it is unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And, I, the, and the lake level is fortunately coming up. Um, lake Mead, uh, which is fueled by Colorado River. And, you know, the the bathtub rings, if you've seen photos of Lake Mead, uh, you know, the sediment was showing because mm-hmm. the water level is going down. It's come up a bit because we had a, a good winter last year. Uh, Las Vegas is, is, uh, is a leader in sustainability, um, water sustainability, because we have to be, right? Um, yeah, I guess energy, so. yeah. Have, I mean, we got a lot of opportunity for solar and wind and you know renewables, um, but yeah, it, it, Hoover in Boulder City, which is was built to accommodate the workers. Yeah, odd, yeah. What was Boulder Dam now Hoover Dam yeah. is just a really great. It's, it reminds you of you know Route, a Route sixty six town. It's very very cool. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. And uh, so next time, folks, that you go to Vegas. Don't leave out the the Hoover Dam on your list of attractions that you want to visit. Just to the north of that is Valley of Fire, which is a state park. Which is I have not seen that. Absolutely gorgeous. Wow, gorgeous. Wow. Well, maybe on my next trip. There you go. (laughs) When you come out for F one, what's that? Formula One. Yeah, yeah. Formula One racing, uh, NASCAR racing as well. Uh, It's really there is literally if you talk about places that have something for everybody, it's it's Vegas. And you know when when people look. You know, there are people like me that uh, look ahead to the, well, in my case, the Patriots schedule yeah. uh, to see, <laughs> you know, maybe one road game that you will attend during well, the course of the year. I, I think everybody now, everybody wants their team to play that year uh, in Vegas. I mean, and there's only, you know, eight or nine regular season home games uh, every year, so every fan base can't be satisfied. But you know that's the number one attraction of, of football fans when they see that on the schedule. Well, Las Vegas is home for expats. Yeah, get right. Exactly. get it? Exactly. Yeah. Expats. Expats. Like, yeah. like Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> <you> yes. <laughs> and Josh McDaniels. Josh, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the crew. They're expats. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So Formula One comes in the third week of November. It, uh, they have a 10-year commitment. Uh, they will race a three-mile lap mm. along the 
Las Vegas Strip, and uh, it's and then you've got the MSG Sphere coming up. So yeah, the Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, Garden yeah. the Sphere, which is just the east of the Strip, near the Venetian, uh, and it's twenty thousand seat, but it's this immersive uh, experience. You two will open up. Um, it on September 29, I believe, is the opening wow. day. And mm. I'm the president of the Chap- Public Relations Society of America chapter, uh, and we're looking to do a program with MSG and get to know so our 110 members can kind of be insiders. We like insiders. In- insiders, insiders at the insiders. new sphere. Insiders. The, the sphere. Be an insider. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, built by Madison Square Garden. Uh, no public funding involved. It's built by MSG. Yeah, or? Two billion dollars plus oh, wow. build wow. out and uh, huge technology, uh, you know, like a couple of thousand LED lights that mm. can change. And uh, yeah, it's it's in, 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 you know, it's one of those things that's hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, they're getting better explaining it, but uh, it, it's going to be uh, it'll, you know be a paradigm shift. How was the football stadium funded? Was uh, that was public money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was private public money involved. That was a $2 billion build, um, and it's spectacular. I I've been sure. through it, been, had a back-of-house you know, back tour, and you know, the locker rooms and the press mm. rooms, and it's spectacular. I'm sure – well, pretty much you could say that about everything yeah. in, in Vegas, really. They, you know, the weather allows for that sort of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, notwithstanding the heat right now, it's pretty, pretty tough. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the football stadium is is pretty. Is that close to where the Tropicana is in yeah. that area? It's all yeah. in that area. So yeah. it's all on the south part of the Strip, down near the famous Welcome to Las Vegas sign, right. Right. Yeah. Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Um, it's on the west side of the uh, uh, of the uh, I-15, uh, which is the the federal highway that runs through the uh, um, convention corridor. Um, yeah, it's spectacular. Well, and it always seems to be something new sprouting up. And you mentioned the Sphere, yep. uh, you know, which is uh, from Madison Square Garden. And, uh, and, and it's just an, an incredible place. It, it, it really And, and I don't need is. to be a tourism bureau yeah. for, no, uh, you, you know. go but right ahead. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think there are lessons that can be, you know, that can be taken away from these things. And, you know, here in the 603 as well and my good friend Taylor Caswell and all the good things that his folks do at Bureau of Economic Affairs and mm-hmm. yeah you know, um, and, and yet keep you know that would that what makes New Hampshire special yeah it certainly is there, there's no doubt about that that's why you come back all the time exactly right exactly right, huh? exactly right. All right. Clark Dumont the time has just flown by time flies when you're having fun uh, always great to have you uh, in studio and uh, giving us insight as to uh, what Las Vegas, Nevada is uh, all about. And, uh, yeah, I, I always have to think about that. Nevada. Yeah, 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 Nevada, Nevada. yes. <laughs> so we've thank learned you, one lesson today. Thanks We're for all you we, do, Ken. We've learned a lot. And, uh, Clark, thank you. Uh, give my regards to Anne, your, your lovely wife. And uh, always great to have you with us. Thank you. Clark Dumont, ladies and gentlemen, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Another radio legend is going to join us uh, tomorrow on the program. Jim Rivers will be uh, in studio, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, KXL of old and uh, what the future holds. And Jim just came back from 
Branson, Missouri, where he had a, a great experience, and we'll talk about that. That'll be tomorrow. Clark Dumont, thanks again. And uh, if you missed this show and want to hear it again, and who wouldn't, uh, after 7 o'clock tonight, just tune into WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, streaming around the world, around the clock. And uh, we will be back tomorrow, just after 8 o'clock. Have a good Tuesday, everyone.